Oh, kids, they're so cute. They don't know what the N-word is. They might end up in prison. Or maybe something worse than that. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Coming up are some broad generalizations used to illustrate some points. Which is how I always do it, but we're talking about kids, so I just want to make that clear. Let's listen to a fun little story. Let's just steal the story from Katie Herzog over at the Blocked and Reported Podcast. I want to say that it's politically incorrect, but it's a little more complicated. Whatever. I guess it's making fun of politically correct people, so that means it is politically incorrect. Okay. Jesse, can I tell you a little story? Okay. Uh, so I was talking to a friend yesterday, and she has a seven-year-old son who, uh, I think he's in first grade, and he came home the other day, and he was asking about the N-word. Wow. Like the that N-word? Yeah. He said, he was like, Mom, what's the N-word? He had heard about this from some kids at school. Some black kids told him. They said that there's this word that they can say, and he can't say. And he, they told him the word, but he couldn't remember it, so he was like, going like, Negro... Oh, no. <laughs> Negra, like, trying to figure it out. And his mom's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and my friend was like, oh, you know, yes, there's this word, and really nobody should say it. So if you hear it at school, you should tell your teacher, and you should just walk away. Literally, literally walk away and never come back to that school. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, but what's the word? And she was like, I don't say the word. I can't <laughs> tell you the word. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I have never yeah. heard it. So he was getting really confused and like more and more upset because he thought, you know, I need to like know what this word is so I can I can act appropriately. But she told me, she was like, I physically couldn't say the word. I started to feel nauseous. So I told her, you should just sing it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty sad. This kid, like, she ended up trying to explain all of these things that just cognitively he is not ready for. And then she. Wait, how old did you say he is? He's seven. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, and so she was talking about Martin Luther King, and he said, "Yeah, Martin Luther King, he's the one who who made it so that white kids can play with black kids." And then she started trying to explain slavery to him, and then he started crying, and he asked if he's bad because he's white. (laughs) So. I can, yeah, so the idea of, I think this gave me some insight into a seven-year-old's mind, and the idea that any of this should be approached in schools just, I just, it just seems totally designed to fail. I just love, I just love the the white liberal mom <laughs> yeah. trying to sternly yeah. explain, you can't yeah. say this word. Mom, what word? I can't say. You can't say the word that I can't say. He can't write yet, so he can't type it into the cell phone uh, trying to figure out what it is. So he's never going to know. Wait. There's just a word. Seven-year-old can't. Starts with an N. Seven-year-olds can't write? Uh, Isn't seven? There have been major, they can do like a little bit of writing. I mean, I could write at seven. I could read it at, I could read it six and seven at five, I think. But anecdotally, there are, there have been some big problems with kids who did kindergarten in, in um, COVID. Oh, God, that's so fucking sad. Yeah, so even just from, like, lots of friends who have kids around that age, that's what I'm hearing, that they're having trouble reading. And part of that is because they were in school, but part of it is also because their teachers were wearing masks, and it's really hard to learn to read if the person teaching you, you can't read their lips, you can't see their mouth movements. Developmentally, when you have a teacher who's hurling racial slurs, but you can't see how they're pronouncing them, that's going to set you back. Yeah. So uh, I told her that she should just play some Biggie Smalls for him and uh, see if he can figure it out himself.
Here, watch the Kanye documentary. Yeah. I'll be back in six hours. <laughs> I think you'll pick up on it. Uh, Katie. <laughs> so that's a fun story. Uh, and it brings up the point of like how disadvantaged kids are going to be because of the COVID lockdowns. And, you know, because teachers have the teachers union, they got themselves designated, I guess, as non-essential. Like, you know, it depends on your state, but, you know, I'm, I'm in Oregon. In Oregon, we had as good a lockdown as anyone. Hell, I wore a mask today. I was at a medical facility, but still, anyways, certain, certain places still wear masks in Oregon now. But basically, some kids, they lost a year or year and a half or maybe even two years of, like, good education. And depending on your age, I mean, it could really stunt your, whatever, it could mess you up for many years. Normally, you could just take the horseshit, you know, privilege idea and be like, you know, white's bad, black's good, men bad, women good, non-straight people good, straight people bad. And I imagine, like, white kids are going to do a lot better than black kids through that period of no schooling. But it's not going to work that way for men versus women, or I guess boys versus girls. Like, boys are already terrible at school, uh... So I think we're going to see just a humongous, whatever, amount of devastation amongst boys compared to girls and, yeah, compared to girls. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be enormous in general, but compared to girls, the devastation is going to be large. And then straight versus not straight, queer, straight versus queer. I don't know on that one. I think, you know, kids like did their learning online and now they're all turning queer. So makes that one tricky. It'll probably be like, if your kid is still straight, then that means you don't have a good internet connection, and that means you're poor, so they're the ones who get screwed. Or you didn't buy them an iPhone when they were 8 years old, so they're still straight. Man, you get the idea. It makes me think, I have a friend who has a couple kids, and he likes to think that he is a, whatever, he knows how to raise kids, he knows how kids work. And whatever, I kind of believe him. Anyways, he said something interesting once, or more than once. He's like, it's way easier to raise a boy than a girl. And when he first said that, I was like, wow, that doesn't sound right. You know, please explain yourself, sir, because that don't sound right. And basically the idea is that you got two different kinds of problems. You know, you know, you know if, you got a, if you got the perfect kid who never does anything you don't want, and etc., then it doesn't matter. Boy and girl is the same. A perfect boy is the same as a perfect girl. But if you're going to have problems, you get different problems with boys and girls. And with boys, you you might get like a physical problem. Like, you know, they're using their fists. They might be hitting someone. They might get to be getting suspended from school. So that's the kind of problem you got with a boy. And the girls, they don't do that stuff. But they, their problems, uh, the evil that they will do will be kind of mental. The boy's evil will be like a physical, violent kind of evil. And the girl's evil will be a kind of a mental... I don't know, being mean kind of evil. And it depends on the age. You know, like at seven years old, probably better off with a girl at that age still. But at 13, you know, it's like the boy, maybe he's getting suspended from school. He's maybe getting bad grades. And, and you know, and that's terrible. And that's going to make the parents upset. But the girl is more likely to be like, fuck you, mom, I hate you. Which, for whatever reason, that is more distressing on the parents' mental well-being. 
And, you know, life is not fair. This was related to the abortion stuff, whatever. Just life is not fair. Um, but, you know, if you got like a 17-year-old boy, son, who comes back and is like, I got my 15-year-old girlfriend pregnant. You're going to, you know, the parents going to be like, oh, my God, this is, this is a real situation that we got to deal with. And it's going to be a problem. But if you're the parents of the 15-year-old girl who just got pregnant, you can be like, holy shit, this is all hands on deck. Auga, auga. And that's because life is not fair. I mean, it depends on the situation. But, uh, you, know, you, you know, that girl may be spending the next 20 years raising that kid. And that boy may be, like, not doing jack. I mean, hopefully, everyone gets to decide what they want to do, and it works out great. But it don't always. Makes me think of like the the kids in real life that I know and like what the ringers that they put their parents through. So the worst situation that I ever heard of was whatever, I have a, a, a guy I used to work with and his kid like, I don't know, fell, drowned, drowned somewhere when they were like two years old. But they pulled the kid out and got him breathing again. But that kid was like monumentally brain damaged and whatever. Ever since, I think it's probably, the kid's probably 30 years old now, and the state pays for an in-home nurse, and I think the kid is violent and is just crazy, crazy brain damaged. Anyways, talk about the most, you know, that's the worst. Like, you know, you think you got a bad kid? <laughs> not, your life is not as bad as if you have a kid with just monumental brain damage and can't speak, etc. Pooping themselves. And then I'm thinking of like the boys that I know, the friends, friend, the male friends of mine who put their parents through the ringers. And I think the worst ones, I got a few friends that did this. They did something bad and went to prison. And, you know, being in prison will really put your parents through the ringer. You're in there for years, they're like visiting you, worrying about you, etc. So that ain't no fun. And then I know someone else whose daughter was like a real wild child. I think when she she was white, and when she was a teenager, she got like a black boyfriend who was in his 20s, and they, uh, well, I mean, basically, I think he pimped her out. I mean, it wasn't like on the street corner stuff, but it was like, she became like an escort, and he was the muscle, and whatever. Not a healthy situation. And uh, the guy I know who's the dad of that girl, I mean, it just tore him up. More than the parents whose sons went to prison. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.